And I'm, they get through six verses today. Hey. hey. <laughs> so I put a lot of background in it <clears throat> that uh, we're the Hebrew writer, whoever that was, introduced the, uh, the discussion as far as the difference between the Son of Man and why he is the holy Messiah, almost at the level of Christ. I think the Hebrews writer is going through and contrasting to say, don't do that. Angels have a role, but it isn't that one. So let's plunge into who he's raised to be. So this is, this is what uh, our ancestors to the prophets at many times, many ways. So this is what, what uh, Doug went through. So I'll, I'll read it, but I'm going to go on. The exact representation of the being sustaining all things came much superior to the angels as the name he inherited is superior to theirs. So Hebrews writers is introducing kind of what, for, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father, angels worship him. And speaking of angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about a son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil. We'll talk more about them in the next four verses, actually five verses. So, how has God expressed the uniqueness of his relationship to Jesus. I am your father. Isn't it more, you are my only son. Only have one, have none other. So, let's look at those a little bit more. For, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I become your father, or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. So what role do the angels fulfill in God's plan? He said what they aren't. What's the flip side? Well, they're not rulers, so they're subservient. They're subservient, they're not rulers. <clears throat> we go into this a lot. Let's look at some scriptures which is kind of what I did. Genesis, but Abram said to Sarai, look, your slave woman is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her harshly and she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's slave woman, from where have you come and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. So the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants. So they will, too, they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her further, behold, you are pregnant and you will give birth to a son and you shall name him Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. But he will be a wild donkey of a man. 
His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him, and he will live in defiance of his brothers. So who's this about? Well, the, the, the Arabs descended from Ishmael. But it's talking about a situation that they created, right? Who created this situation? Sarah. Said, here, take my handmaid. Let, have a son with her. And when she got pregnant... Like Sarah, <laughs> yeah, she, she was mean to her. And she, she took, yeah, she was obedient, yeah. And Abraham says, I'm just doing what my wife told me. Oh, good plan. How'd that work out for you? <clears throat> okay. So she was, she was pretty, pretty snarly towards Sarah because Sarah was probably at first saying, I got pregnant, I'm going to have your son. So both of them were accounts. So, so who, who kind of tells her, hey, you need to go back? An angel. An angel. Okay. Let's get to the next one. But, Luke. But it confuses me there. If the angels are not, uh, that they're like messengers of the Lord. That's what, and that's what we're getting to on this one. Yeah. Okay. Because he says, I will, you know, instead of saying, you will. That's right. Angel, you know, yep. So he will. Or he will. Yeah. Now an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right of the altar incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have, glad, you'll have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice over his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. And he will turn away from the sons of Israel back, he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord, their God. And it is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children, back to their children, and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteousness, to make ready in the people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in her years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. So what's this the angel's talking about? Who's this? The angel is talking about John the Baptist. Okay. And Zechariah and Elizabeth. What's Elizabeth's relationship to Mary? They're cousins. Okay. So Zechariah is old, and uh, as his wife, Elizabeth is, kind of a similar story to Abraham and Sarah. And again, an angel comes to them at this particular point and tells them what's going to be going on. And he doesn't really 
explain it in 17 completely, but he said, and it is he who will go as a forerunner before him. He doesn't say who it is. But you remember when Elizabeth and Mary meet for the first time when they're both pregnant? You remember what happened? Huh? The ba John leaped in Elizabeth's womb because he knew who it was. Third one. And it's a long one, so I had to put it on two pages. Now, in the six months, the angel Gabriel just came up. He's come up twice. Was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. On the descendants of David, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. Interesting response she has versus Zechariah. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his fathers, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. But Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, also, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth herself has conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called infertile is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the Lord's bondservant, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So what was the angel's role in these scriptures? A messenger. He sent a message from God. And it was very specific about big events. The birth of John. The birth of Ishmael. The birth of Jesus. But they were all three very significant events that had to do with the story. So you think, uh, you think Gabriel was the one that was in the Old Testament? That, to, uh, that was talking to Hagar? Don't know. No, the angel just came and told her, said, go back. Yeah. Basically, he said, you got to go back. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. You've got a child. It'll be a great nation, but he'll be like a donkey. He'll be an idiot. So he'll assume, be at, at your brother's throat all the time. So we assume that he's uh, probably it, it could be Gabriel. And, you know, th that was a big message, but not as big a message as this. This was salvation. I perceive is is these are critical critical messages and certainly God understands that. But the role that all of these people have to play, there's no way they could have ever figured out what was going on or known without this kind of an intervention. Okay. And that's and that's a big that's a big dominant role I think for the angels is to bring messages to, to people to help them to, 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 well, I'll get into some of the other things they do, but to bring those significant messages back so that people understand it. 
Um, you see the angels talking to John in his vision all through Revelation. He said, look, look at this, look at this, look at this. And this was a very detailed explanation as to what is going to happen, yes. who you are becoming, and what your child will be. And, and, and even more specifically, this is what you're going to call them. This is what their name's going to be. All three of those. You're going to call him Ishmael. You're going to call him John. And what was unusual about Zechariah naming his son John? There was no John in his family. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. That was because when he finally got his voice back, that was the first thing he said. His name is John. Because they were trying to say, what's, gonna, what's the name of the John? What are you going to name him? They're figuring Zechariah the second or whatever it was that, that he'd be named. And he said, his name is John. Could you be a little bit more specific about why Zechariah was taken not to talk? He doubted it. He doubted it. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I said, okay. You're not going to be able to speak until the child's born. There's nothing illogical from a pure earthly experience about doubting. Oh, no. Well, you know, when, 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 the, when, when, when the angel came and told um, Sarah, it was Sarah at the time, Sarah and, and Abraham said, you're going to have a child, and Sarah's going to do it. She laughed. Uh, she could. She was 90 years old. You're probably not thinking you're going to get pregnant at 90. No, what she said is funny. What she said was funny. You notice she didn't volunteer. No, no, no. She says, you know, been there, done that. That didn't work. There's Hagar. Take her. Get it out of your system. <clears throat> I always thought it was interesting that her name was Hagar. And I used to watch, go, go through and read in the, in the comics, Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> yeah. The crazy Viking. But anyhow, so. Huh? Are, were there years, like, you know, when you say, like I say, I'm 74 years old, okay. Was there years equivalent to what ours are? Or did they run? It was, it was a revolution. The revolution of the sun, of the earth around the sun, was a year. Hadn't changed. So she was 90. I don't know how old Elizabeth was. It never says how old she was, but. They live a lot. Yeah. Morning sickness at 90? Probably not. So, so let's go to Genesis. Back again to Genesis. So Lot went out, so did his son in law, who had married his daughter, and said, Ah, get out of this place. The Lord is destroying the city. But he appeared to his sons-in-laws to be joking. When morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife, your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated. So the men grabbed the hand and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters, because the compassion of the Lord is upon him, and they brought him out and put him outside the city. When they had brought them outside, one said, Escape for your life, do not look behind you, and do not stay anywhere in the surrounding area. Escape to the mountains, or you'll be swept away. So what's, what's this? What's this background on this story? Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, Lot is living in Sodom. Okay? 
And there's two, at least two angels there. Yeah, but he wouldn't have to grab me. When I saw everybody went blind, I was well, you know, it was like, this is, this is where I raised my kids, you know, and something like that. And it, it, it was one of those where I'm sure the, the, the city got worse and worse and worse while he was living there. And he was kind of, you know, and he had his son-in-laws, and he, they thought he was joking and like that. So the angels went and forcibly took them out, his family. Didn't get the son-in-laws, it looks like, but it got his two daughters. It got his wife and got himself. And they took him out. Doesn't say anything about son-in-laws. And they were corrupt. Possibly. They thought it was a joke. Let's look at the next one. Behold, one of those who were, who, who were with Jesus reached and drew a sword, struck the slave of the high priest, and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place, for all those who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think I could not appeal to my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? So what's the angel's role in these two scriptures? Protection. Protection. It's keeping people out of harm's way. They're there. That's what they can do. That's what they did with Lot and his family. That's what Jesus said, if I wanted, they would do that for me. But I'm going to do the Father's will. But in these particular cases, the angels were warriors or people, who, beings that took action to protect someone in spite of themselves, particularly in Lot's case and his wife and his two daughters. Let's look at another one. Now my master's wife, Sarah, bore a son to my master in her old age, and he has given him all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife from my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live. But you shall go to my father's house and to my relatives and, and take a wife for my son. Then I said to my master, Suppose the woman does not follow me. And he said to me, The Lord, before whom I have walked, will send his angel with whom you will make your journey successful. And you will take a wife from my son from the relatives and from my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath when you, have, when you come to my relatives. And if they do not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. So I came today to the spring and said, Lord, God of my master Abraham, if now you will make my journey on which I have been going successful, behold, I am standing by the spring, and may it be that the young unmarried woman who comes out to draw water, and to whom I say, please let me drink a little water from your jar. And she says to me, you drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. So to frame this, who's the master? It's Abraham. Who's the son? Isaac. And we don't get a name of whoever this servant. servant is. But what's the role of the angel? Give him a path. Give him guidance. Give him direction. Okay. And make, now, who's, who's the young woman who comes out to draw the water? 
faster than R. You got Jacob. You're on Jacob. Rebecca. There you go. It's Rebecca. Okay. But it was all this that the angel was making happen. Okay. Helping them fulfill what he had sent, been sent by his master Abraham to go do. So it's a little bit different as far as a role, what's going on, but it's, it's a facilitator. Something that help, helps make things happen. Okay, let's look at another one. And immediately the Spirit brought him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with wild animals, and the angels were serving him. Also in Luke. And he came out and went, as was his habit, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples also followed him. And when he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you do not come into temptation. That didn't work well. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying for very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. So, what are these two situations? Talking about Christ. And, uh, what, what, was, what condition was Christ in in both of these particular situations? Extreme stress in both of these situations. The first one, what, what was the stress? Huh? He's being tempted. He's being tempted after what? 40 day fast. And then he got tempted by Satan. So that's a severe situation. The second one, it's the night of him being taken into custody and starting the crucifixion process, starting the murder of Jesus. So, what's the angel's role? So what's, what's the angel's role in these two scriptures? Helping relieve the stress and the tension and being there. Somebody to be there, a comforter for him. It wasn't the spirit, it was an angel. Somehow the, that angel strengthened them to get through both of them rather than leaving it incomplete or not moving on to the next stage. As, I mean, obviously it happened that way. I mean, you, can't, you couldn't theorize on whether would or would not. Right. But you see, you see that comforting that's going on with an angel. It's not a message. They just came to say, I came to comfort you. I'll be with you, to strengthen you. Because you need it. Okay. Luke. Now I say to you, everyone who confesses me, I'm doing five verses. You only did four, week, four last week, Doug. So I'm doing much better. Now I say to you, everyone who confesses me before the people, the Son of Man, will also confess him before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before the people will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. What's the angel's role there?
hear, hear the confession of his name? It's witness. Witness. Isn't it? Yeah. A witness. Really, it's both. It's hear the confession, but also the denials. So the witness on yeah, either side. Yeah, both sides of it. Of course, I always look at this scripture here and this one, this one here, you read it and you go, okay, Christ, he's, he's forgiving. But the Spirit? Mm -mm. You deny something of the Spirit, he doesn't forgive you. Then I looked and I heard the voices of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, blessing. And again, in, in verse 7, uh, chapter 7, And all the angels were standing around the throne, around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. What's the angel's role in these two scriptures? Praising, worshiping God, singing his praises. It's still an announcement, but it's worship and singing his praises and who he is. Okay, Matthew. I'm almost out of the angels. Mike O'Neill would love it. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. And the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. For they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet blast, and they will gather together the elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to another. So what's the role? I got clogged ears. They always do all the praising and the honor. And the that was the last verse. Yeah, it's all praise. Yes, in, in heaven, the, the the picture painted in Revelation. <clears throat> yep. So I did that with angels, but it, they have significant roles, but they don't have the role of that's elevated to the sun. And it may be people got confused because in scriptures, what does it say about Jesus when he came down here in relationship to the angels? Huh? A little less than than the angels when he was here. But then he was exalted after he was, was raised. So, the blue there is the one verse I've gone through so far today. So going on to the next verse. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Does that verse bring anything into mind? Any scripture? Yeah, 
Blue tip, huh? Yeah, blue tip. Look ahead. No, I don't see Charlie Brown. Oh, Charlie Brown. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over the flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened, kind of like Zechariah. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And he will be a sign for and there will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem then, and to see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So here you have the heavenly host, all the angels singing praise to announce the Son. The only time they've come to do that is to announce the birth of the Son. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. You know, there's no direct reference. So what, what is the point of referring to the angels as spirits, and what's the contrast? I'll go to that first. Jesus. The contrast is Jesus, yes. Yeah, Jesus came in flesh. That's the difference. Spirits, they came as spirits. They didn't come as fully corporeal and live as us. They weren't there. They, they were there it seems at the beginning, but Jesus was the one speaking everything into existence in the beginning. There wasn't an angel in there in that role at all. It was all God. Doesn't it say somewhere in the Bible in questions about sometimes you're in, you could be entertaining angels? Yes. yes. So to me, that would be in human form. They would be in a physical form. And they'd look like humans, but they still would. They'd be here and gone. Oh, so it's not like you might meet somebody and. Physical person, no. No, okay. That's yeah. what I but they. Because you see all the situations where the angels came in and they were there and then they were gone. Like, like a wisp. But how can you entertain them and not. not yeah. Well, they look like people, but they aren't. Those angels just appear and disappear. Angels aren't born and don't grow up and get old and die. Angels are spirits. Angels are heavenly beings that are in that realm. They live in that realm. That realm is a spiritual realm. That is not a physical realm. Jesus became part of the physical realm and existed in the spiritual realm as well. Mainly they were messengers. Mainly messengers, which is what we talked about. First. Yeah, mainly they were bringing the message. But he's, like I said, the Hebrew writer is going through a lot of effort here to contrast. Don't worship angels. That's his point. 
Don't worship angels. They're not saviors. My son is unique. My son is my son. I only have one of them. And look what he did. Excuse me. So in reference to her part, she says that part of the Bible says that you might entertain angels unaware. This could be like somebody appears to It might be helping out, or if somebody appears and helps you out in some situation, and you don't, you never met them before, person you've never met. Oh, yeah, that'd be spooky. Yeah, yeah. Or shelter. That was that was the situation there. They didn't know. So, I had a hard time with this one. There's no direct scripture. Although this is, a, this is written about like it's scripture. There's no direct scripture. I had a couple I picked out. See what you think. Psalms 35. Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of the buckler and the shield and rise up as my help. Draw also my, the spear and the battle axe to meet those who pursue me. Say to my soul... I am your salvation. Let those be ashamed and dishonored who seek my life. Let those who turn back and humiliated, humiliated who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them on. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. And again in Deuteronomy, Rejoice, you nations, with his people. For he will avenge the blood of his servants and will return vengeance on his adversaries. He will atone for his land and his people. So going back to that one, the reference to the flames of fire. He's, there are spirits. There are flames of fire. I kind of look at Psalm a little bit stronger there is to say what the angels would do with the angel of the Lord driving them on, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Their role there was partly a warrior role. Remember we talked about that one, to be protection, where Jesus was, it says, I could have called 10,000 angels, where Lot wouldn't leave, and they said, you're leaving now. And they took him by the hand, they took him out. Okay, so I think it's from that standpoint, is he's talking about their role, which we talked about earlier. That's part of what their role is. Main role is, as, as Roseanne said, is, I think a messenger. And you see that over and over again. I could say, I could put what, what Mike used to put on there, a boop, a bunch of other places. But that's the primary role. Did you already discuss about the Old Testament when he talks about how Michael or one of them couldn't come to, to the aid because he was fighting another enemy? No, I didn't talk, I didn't talk about that one. But I, yeah, I remember that one. I don't know what he was what he was fighting, but it was when he came against was it Babylon? It was was it Babylon? Yeah. Any? He was fighting. I think he was the king of Persia, one of the kings of Persia. I think is what it was. I'd have to look at that in the Old Testament. 
So I think the, the point he was saying is, is they're not like Jesus because they didn't take on the physical form. They, they, they're spirits. They exist in the spiritual world. They don't have salvation. And their role is to protect. Did Jesus come in to drive and protect and create war? No. He came to save and to redeem. The angels, a little different. They're called in, one of the roles is as a warrior. people to start worshiping other things. And this was so to try to tell the people, don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. Jesus is the one that came. Yeah. I and imagine there were people who were Michael worshipers and Gabriel worshipers. Well, nowadays people pick up anything to worship in the same Yeah. yeah. And, and he was right at going to great lengths to, uh, to say, don't do it. it it's a terrible comparison. It, it pales. When you look at the two, it pales. Why would you even think about worshiping an angel? So I've gotten through three verses. <clears throat> Woohoo! But about the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So what references do we have about Christ from? We went through this, Doug and I did. About this one in Samuel. When your days are finished and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you, who will come from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his throne of his kingdom forever. And Chronicles essentially same, says the same thing, but moreover I tell you the Lord will build a house for you when your days are filled, that you must go to your fathers, then I will set up one of your descendants after you, who will be from one of your, one of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom, and he shall build me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. Another one in Isaiah. And there's a lot of them in Isaiah. I just picked a couple. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given us, and, it, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government, or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. And in Revelation, John to the seven churches, this is hard to fit on one slide, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and releases us from our sins by his blood and he made us into a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. So I managed to get through my verses at the very end, all five.